1: Hail, cheaters, and welcome to the Always Cheating Fantasy Premier League Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon plus special guest. We'll get to the special guest when we get to the special guest. But first, Brandon Kelly, how are you?
0: Yeah, special guest, just stay over there for a moment. We'll get to you. I I see you over there, special guest. Just just relax. But thank you, Josh. I'm fine. Happy to be here with you. But now we will welcome uh, Always Cheating Patreon Survivor League winner, Mike DiPietro. Mike, welcome to Always Cheating. We're so happy to have you.
2: Well, thank you, Brandon. Uh, I guess I should have told you guys, it's Mike DiPietro, actually. So, 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 you know, Ah, we're going to do a live correction there, uh, but it's great to be here.
0: (laughs) Is... (laughs) is is there are there famous d How do I have d in my uh, <laughs> uh
2: I mean if you were a uh new york New York Islanders uh fanatic, there was a Rick d pietro yeah, that, that starting goalie
0: that explains it I'm actually wearing an islander's uh, uh, jersey right now,
1: so that that explains it so Mike, you may not know this, but you're actually in a, a very rarefied air here because we are in active talks with about forty five different people to be guests on the podcast. Uh, all of which, uh, like, I just sort of hope happens somehow. Like, I don't know, I don't really understand how it's going to happen, because unless, like, Brad and I actually book it, it's not going to. We're uh, always like, yeah, yeah, you should come on. That'd be great. That'd be great. Um, but, Mike, we honor our Patreon commitments, and we are excited to have you on the podcast. So so thank you for being here.
2: Yeah, I, I got to admit, I was a little nervous, uh, you know, in previous podcasts, you guys said, talked a lot about the guests that uh, you've been meeting to book and just have been <laughs> failing to. So I thought that uh, I might, might not have actually join for a couple. Yeah, I thought, you know, I thought it might be a couple years before I actually get
1: to hop on. So glad it, yeah. glad it happened
2: a lot sooner.
0: Josh was really expecting to move uh, Elton John to the top of the list to talk about all the goings on at Watford. <laughs> Watford. So, for
1: Sir Elton, he got
0: bumped, but we'll have him soon. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have soon. I have a couple quick get to know you questions, uh, Mike, so our listeners can know who they're hearing right now. So first of all, I want to know, do you support a Premier League cl- club or, or any, do you full have full-time support of any club?
2: I do. I do. Uh, I support Everton uh, in terms of uh, Premier League. You know, I'm a US, <laughs> U.S. men's national team fan, and then you know, I, I live in Cincinnati, so uh, certainly I, I can't go through the podcast without supporting uh, you know FCC.
0: FCC, sure, the Federal Commun- uh, Communications Commission or whatever that stands for. <laughs>
1: Yeah, there's there are a lot of uh, American Everton fans. Uh, I'm not I, I'm not really sure why that is, uh, but certainly in our the the listener our American listener. I, I am, I'm assuming you are American, Mike. You sound like a, you sound like an American.
2: Yeah, you know with you know with uh, <laughs> Brandon pronouncing my Italian heritage probably the way it's supposed to be uh, pronounced, <laughs> but you know it's been butchered over the generations. That I am uh, very much American.
0: Are you looking to bring Theo Walcott into your FPL team anytime soon as an Evertonian?
2: you know i i've taken the uh, wait and see approach probably which has kind of been my thing with all everton players this season because uh, i don't think too many of them have had much va- value but uh, he looked he looked uh you know pretty bright in the uh the, the first match but uh, you know there's a lot of options out there not you know i'm not i'm not so sure there's anyone yeah. to kind of i think he's gonna provide a lot of great service but i don't think there's a lot of people to uh, kind of Finish it off
1: Yeah, it's kind of turning into the January of the retread uh, Which we're going to get into in a minute here uh, all right. Before we get into the you know, the real substance of this week's podcast, though, how how were your weeks, uh, gentlemen? I'll start with you, Brad. How was your week? Your FPL week, that is. I don't. I, I saw you like four times last week, so I know how your personal <laughs> yeah. week went.
0: My my week in general was fine. My FPL week uh, was kind of crummy. A red arrow. I came in below the average at forty seven points. My transfer was dropping Christian Eriksen, uh, which I was going to do all along. I didn't even know that he had taken to this. Uh, Tottenham flu virus that's been going around the team so uh, I took the opportunity to drop Erickson and bring in my baby boy Kevin De Bruyne and um, I kind of wish I just never dropped him to begin with for Erickson even though that was for the double game week De Bruyne came in with that 12 pointer so just super psyched to have KDB back in my team got his uh, standard bonus point and assist Uh, I think there's more to come for him but on the whole uh, Captain Kane not having Aguero or Hazard really uh, probably killed all of us uh, and and that ended up getting me the red arrow Uh, blanks from Salah Lingard Firmino and then my defense pretty rough Duffy minus one Ben me with one and we'll talk. We have a few questions about uh, Christianson there in the Chelsea defense. He continues to baffle FPL managers, um, but apparently he he's back in training, fully recovered from from the knock on his yeah, head. Yeah, it was. There so, was
1: some confusion at first. Some some said uh, concussion, but apparently it was just a contusion. So uh, <laughs> it was yeah, absolutely maddening. Actually, I'm going to bump up a, a, a question that we had here from Eric Mebo. It says. Uh, uh, how many minutes do you estimate Christensen will get in the next game week? He says, I predict fifty-nine point, uh fifty nine minutes, fifty-nine seconds. Uh which does sound perfect. I mean, he is it's the it's the most amazing FPL troll job I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, yeah. too not intentional or anything, you know, it's just a weird coincidence, obviously, but uh yeah you're I right mean, though it's it's
0: different than a troll draw from Hazard where you know he costs ten million pounds and you bring him in to create his you know get assists and score goals and he does or he doesn't right. Christensen you bring him in for clean sheets the team is getting clean sheets he just can't get the minutes and right. it's <laughs> infuriating
1: yeah exactly I don't
2: know how do you guys how do you guys know Conte doesn't really isn't playing somebody that has Christensen every week in FPL that has wow. to be
1: on the table I mean that 59th minute withdrawal or fifty eight minutes and thirty seconds or whatever it was that That was uh i you know i actually tweeted about it because i was like you know i'm I'm old enough now that i understand like you know head injuries especially you know american football we all know it's like you know it's like the most dangerous thing you can you can have your kid do you know so any kind of head injury i'm all for taking off the pitch just to be safe uh from a fantasy perspective i was like almost screaming at the tv when he got pulled off i mean it was it was it was very painful
0: yeah, you want you want players to be safe. Uh, don't don't you think that uh watching a game would lo- would be so much cooler if all the guys were running around with little hats on, like little Peter Check hats on? <laughs> yeah, it's like a be rugby fun. game
1: then, right? It's
0: like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, why not? <laughs> All right. So that's that's my week. I, I, I didn't it wasn't a precipitous fall, just down to around one hundred and twenty nine K. So um, I can recover from that. So I'll, now I'll throw it over to you, Mike. Mike, how'd you do this game week?
2: I actually had a great week, which is, uh, you know, not uh, the norm over the last you know three to four weeks. But uh, I finished on seventy three points. Wow. Um, Go, Mike. And uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, but really, it was more. All because I decided to captain Agüero, so that that uh, brought me in a whole whopping thirty-four of the, of the seventy-three. Yeah. Was that so. your
0: transfer for the week, or had you been holding Agüero for some time?
2: I've had him for uh, I think two or three weeks now, so I did not bring him in this week. My trans—I actually took a negative. Uh, I took a negative two or negative four hit. I'm sorry to uh, make two transfers. And I <laughs> yeah, so uh, can like system.
1: A half a half transfer for
2: <laughs> I know, I know. I, I I have a have a cheat code, but uh, the the uh I brought in um Danilo which uh didn't work out that well. He got mm-hmm. he uh, didn't got 0 minutes, but uh, I downgraded <laughs> from uh <laughs> Christiansen's got
0: him there, doesn't
2: he? Yeah, really. So I downgraded him from Otamendi and then uh I swapped, you know, your uh, your favorite art house project uh Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my that, that,
0: he's like he's like a Bob Ross painting at this point.
2: <laughs> I know, I know, and I, I brought in Firmino, so uh, I had Aguero, Kane, and Firmino up up top. And, okay, uh, you're looking
0: good. It's a good front line. Yeah,
2: so uh, it worked out pretty well this week. So, but we'll see. We'll see how next week goes. I don't know if Aguero's going to get three in, three goals again.
0: How do we find you, Mike? What's your team name? I'm always. Everyone knows I'm, I'm very uh, team name curious on this podcast.
2: I my team name is Toffee Breath. Okay. So Off it's a, a, uh, That's right. a pretty lame, lame play on words for uh, you know We <laughs> call the no, toffees. I've seen.
1: Yeah, you should see some of the puns that we see on, on FPL Twitter. It's uh, it's not that bad, believe me. All right, over to you, Josh. Uh, time, time for time for you to get on the soapbox. Over to me. Uh, how do I even begin this? Um, did you ever see the movie Thinner, Mike? A movie I called not, Thinner. No. It's actually a, based on a, a Stephen King novella. Uh, it's about a man who runs over a witch and uh, <laughs> receives a curse that he, he's going to become progressively thinner as the, uh, as, the, as the days and weeks go on. I I ran over somebody. I Either I bumped them in the subway or I knocked them uh, off a platform. I don't know what I did. But somebody knocked someone off a platform. That's messed up. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I probably should have uh, gone for help or something. Uh, <laughs> I think I really blocked it out of my memory until just now. Um, and they have cursed me. My health is fine. Uh, my family is, thank goodness. But they, they cursed my FPL team. And I am... I mean, I am th- going through a run that's so unlucky that it's like it's actually transcended FPL. Like if I look back at the, the the three plus decades of my life, I don't know that I've ever had any run of bad luck as bad as what I've, as what I've experienced the last eight weeks of my FPL team. It is absolute insanity. And I am sinking like a stone. It's crazy. I mean, it's just it's so insane. Um, and I'm like, it's almost funny at this point. I mean, it's actually not funny to me at all. I'm, I'm like, kind of enraged about it still. We're not
0: laughing over here, Josh. Me and no Mike are taking <laughs> We have a very concerned tone.
1: Right. Uh, it's ridiculous. I mean, I talked all last week on the podcast about how I had to bring in Aguero um, in order to, um, because he was still you know, kind of a bit of a differential captain option, and I had the money to do it, and it I wouldn't have to burn any points. Uh, but, of course, I don't. I decide that I need to be sensible, and the sensible move was to burn four, and uh, and bring in uh, Firmino and Arnatovich for um, uh, for uh, Murata. You, brought, you, you got rid from, of Murata, yeah, for Murata and um, Ruben Loftus Cheek. I thought that was. I thought I don't know why I thought it was a good idea to be sensible in the midst of this like complete you know collapse. But um, it's just horrible. I just I hate my team. Uh, <laughs> I you know okay. So here's the question, right? I hate. I haven't enjoyed a fantasy game week you know, since like. November right it's been like It's like I these Saturdays now I'm just sitting there on the couch Or at the bar or whatever just in Misery right I mean it's like everything is Going wrong it's it's absolutely I mean Oda Mende doesn't come through I captain Salah this game week instead of Aguero who I'd planned to captain he doesn't come through Bringing in Firmino blanks for the first time in like eight Weeks Um oh, it was just It was just very it was very frustrating I don't want to go On no one likes a bad beat story I Get that but the question for me is i, I think i'm just going to wild card i think i'm just you know like the like okay so if i were to go you know f- the full maverick right which everyone mm-hmm. always kind of like talks about doing right i'm just going to go maverick from here on out sure so what does that really mean though like how how maverick could can i reasonably i mean i'm not like I'm not that crazy, you know, well, we, like, need,
0: we need to set the ground rules of what it means to actually be Maverick, because right. uh, I think and I, I'm curious to know what the most Maverick thing you've ever done is, Mike, and uh, we'll we'll get to that. But <laughs> I think to be Maverick. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to you, Mike. I, I see you over there. Um, I think to be Maverick means, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and burn. What's a multiple of four? Uh, yeah, 20 sure. points, 20 right. points. Right. And I mean, you, you you said to me, Josh, you're you're set up in our mini league head to head to make the playoffs. Maybe you want that wild card to go into the head to head playoffs. So go ahead and, and burn 20 <laughs> yeah. now that 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 is how I might define Maverick. Playing That's your wild card yeah. going into game week 25 might actually be sensible, given your situation.
1: Yeah, I mean, and the crazy thing is, I look at my team and I'm like, actually, it looks kind of fine for this game week. I mean, I, Arnatovich is injured again. I mean, my, my one tree, you know, one of my. I'll never get that, like, the four that I burned. I'll never, like, amortize the cost of that. Um, yeah, so I think, uh, I, I, I do think I might end up uh, wildcarding, though, and just bringing in, like, Alexis Sanchez and. Um, uh, bring in okay. Henrik so, Mkhitaryan. And so you're going
0: Maverick with your team
1: selection. With my team selection, yeah. I mean, and I, and I still have this. I still have this wild card, and I just feel like, you know, I. It's not going to be fun for me to go through the next, you know, thirteen or fourteen weeks of the season owning every player that everybody else has, you know, bar like my two little differential picks. Right. I mean, it's also not fun to like. Slip out of the top million, you know uh which which is you know definitely a risk if you go like a little too crazy, so so this is the question is like what what you know full maverick does that mean like I'm not gonna get rid of Mo Salah, right, like I'm not gonna get rid of someone who who, who scores points Sounds maverick every single, to me though every single game week, but like maybe I go like just like a one striker rotation with Kane up front, and I have five heavy hitters in the midfield, and you know I swap out Raheem Sterling for leroy Son. like I'm just like it's so. It's full Maverick kind of like within a, still like within a, a framework, you know? Like I'm not going to like, I'm not going to have like three West Brom players and three Huddersfield players. <laughs> like I'm not going to go Maverick and just get players that like aren't, like, aren't going to score any points, you know? Right. Like I'm, they're still like, you know, so the question is like how many, how many like differentials can you have without just completely annihilating any chance you have of realistically picking up points? Right. So um, I don't know. I guess that's As- the question for you guys. What do you think?
0: Mike, has the has the red mist ever descended upon your FPL team, or or does a does a transfer in your four years of playing FPL stick out as something where you you just kind of went for it and went you crazy? You know, I
2: I wish I I had a great story for you, but I you know part of the reason I'm probably struggling this this uh, this year as opposed to last year is uh, I'm too uh, I'm too trigger shy. Like I, there's probably t- times when I should have maybe gone full maverick and i just you know i'm just too i'm too wimpy to do
1: it the game the game tends to punish mavericks i mean you said you finished you know 45k last year you know excellent excellent finish um you know i think that uh being cautious is being cautious and, and somewhat conservative like if you have that kind of personality type that is typically the personality type that does best in fantasy now like the second i say that we're gonna get like A bunch of people on Twitter are like, I burn 12 every week, you know, and it never, it never fails to work for, it never fails to, you know, to work out great for me. But I think, I think for most people uh, being like super maverick and crazy is, um, it's also mentally exhausting. You know, it's like, there's a, there's a kind of safety in just having a high ownership player on a very good team who scores a lot of points. Like, it's just like, you know, like if if you're going to go full maverick, you have to make a lot of decisions, you know, like a lot of kind of. You have to, like make a lot of difficult choices.
2: You're also putting yourself at risk for going into an even deeper depression, right because right you know, exactly. if you feel like you're, if you feel like you're going with the norm or what's you know uh, kind of the, everyone feels is the right play and it doesn't go well, at least you know you have that sort of to comfort you that well, this is what you know most people would have done in my position. but if you go full maverick and it just completely blows up in your face, then you just you just feel you feel <laughs> awful.
1: I think I do want Sanchez and Mkhitaryan. I think I'm just gonna do it. If yeah. I, assuming I wildcard card this week, I'm just gonna like I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop Ode because I I've lost all faith in the in the Man City defense. I, I mean I might even bring in someone like John Stones, you know. But I just like I mean I guess that sort of like under underlines underlines my point. But yeah, you I mean know, they're they're playing West Brom at home this this upcoming game week, so it's uh it's kind of hard to drop your uh, your defender. But you know. Maybe, maybe I will. Maybe I will. Anyway,
2: I definitely think that uh, you know, Megatarian and uh, and Sanchez are are the way to go if you're you know you are really looking to you know kind of go with a different template. You know, we
1: have we, ha- we have some time you know until the next uh, you know until the next so game week twenty five uh, doesn't actually start until uh, Tuesday January thirtieth right so it's it's a week from the time that we're podcasting so you know it's possible that we hear something you know that the um, uh, the the uh, Aubrey, uh, I was I have, a hard, I have a hard time saying his name, but it's possible the you got the, the, the Abamyang transfer you know finally goes through. Uh, that's another really exciting player. I mean i I guess I would kind of I don't know. Would you guys rather he was classified as a forward or a midfielder? Abamyang, yeah.
0: Well i th- I don't I don't see any chance of him being classified as a midfielder. But um, no, yeah, I I, yeah. I, and and I think I'd. Well, I know I'd prefer him to be classified as a striker because, as we've talked about all season, there is a shortage of interesting yeah. striker options. I mean, yeah. we are coming off of a great game week for Aguero, which which could perhaps complicate the discussion going forward for non-Aguero owners. But effectively, what the template was going into this game week was Kane and Firmino, maybe, and then there was nothing else to choose from. So I would be excited
1: to have have another striker to choose from
0: to mix it up a bit
1: yeah yeah i actually think i think i agree with you there um you know i think if you if joined i mean you know the, the question is you know i i someone brought this up on, on twitter somewhere but you know i hopefully his price isn't so high that um it, you, it's just kind of impossible to bring him in like if he starts off at 11 million or something like that it's kind of yeah. you know it's just gonna be very hard to ever have him on your squad because Um, you know, if you, well, I don't know, actually, I mean, I guess Kane is the only really must owned expensive player. So, um, well,
0: I I, think one thing we can say for sure is he's probably not going to be priced lower than Lacazette who is at uh, 10.3 right now. So he could, he could very well come in at 11. I mean, if FPL towers really wants to mix things up, maybe, maybe they go Maverick and drop him into the game at 9.5, but I'd be, I'd be shocked.
1: I agree. All right. So, yeah. All right. So, I'm I you know, not not having the best run. I think I think it's now 12 consecutive red arrows. Um and let let's talk, let's talk about people who are doing well, however. Uh which yeah. is uh the Hail Cheater Super League. Uh, Brandon, I've just talked for like 5 minutes. So you 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 read off the list of Give the, me the conch shell.
0: Weeks. Let me let me do yeah, this. Okay. So, it. the Always Cheating Super League, which are, it's it's always free to join. Just go to alwayscheating.com. Click the league tab. We have an auto join button there. The, uh, the, the join code is all over our social media. You already know that. Uh, starting from 10th place, we'll work up to number one. 10th place, two girls, one schlup, Andrew Ferguson. 9th place, Nick Tudhope's football friend FC. 8th place, Jay Logowitz's side, off Wedershen Pet. 7th place, new entry, Mount Eden Munters, that's Jordan Pierce's squad. And uh dropping down to 6th place, it's Chicken Tika Mo Masala, Yossi G. Up to 5th place, Cruz, as in Tony Cruz Control, Stevie Sunshine. Stevie Shun- Sunshine. What a name. What do you imagine Stevie
1: Sunshine's job is? Uh I think he works for like a like a car wash company or something like <laughs> that's that. So really. funny. Sun, s- that's not Sunshine exactly cleaners. What I,
2: was say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that, I don't know why that's, uh, I don't know what that says about us, but that's exactly what I was going to
0: say. I don't say. know either. <laughs> uh, uh, Holy and strong in fourth place, Fabio Borges' side, Clichy's clean sheets, uh, dropping down to third, Joe Stones for Fuchs Ake, Ayu Blind, up to second place, our Edinburgh friend, Graham McDonald, Gamechester United, or Gamchester United, I should say, and holding it down in first place, it's Crazy Coutinho, Prakar Patel. And uh, he had 57 points on the game week, but a whopping total right now of 1,556 points. Well done, Prakar. One more week in first place in the Super League.
1: All right, and uh, just one rant this week. It comes from clueless Irishman who says, "My bench are now all non-playing players. I have one starter who no longer plays, and a couple of injury doubts for next game week. We'll need at least a minus eight. Having a terrible season and debating wild carding. Uh, never do it this early. Usually, can I avoid it? So, uh, what do you this- think?"
0: This is exactly what you were asking just moments ago, Josh. Right, and, yes. and you're you're leaning toward wildcarding. I mean, okay, I, I'm,
1: I'm leaning towards wildcarding for a couple of reasons, and maybe I didn't totally, uh, you know, uh, I wasn't uh, clear enough at, at the top about, about why I'm doing this. Uh, I I'm kind of thinking about doing this just so I can have fun again. I mean, you know, I I'm kind of like i kind of lost my chance of you know we have this pretty competitive mini league that I was you know the first you know. 18 weeks of the season I was you know right right in the neck and neck with them and I've, yeah, I've gone down like about 100 points now uh I just don't see any way to to climb back into that so um why not just I don't know why not be a little bit different you know I mean I I feel like for Clueless Irishman I mean if he's you know uh, if he's you know leading his mini league or or he's you know a few points back or whatever, then um, I might wait a little bit longer. Maybe just maybe just burn the minus four, the minus eight, and save that wild card for later. But uh, yeah. you know, if, if if things are just like going down the tubes, like just wild card to like kind of reset a little bit, you know, and maybe maybe be smart about it, you know, like you know read read about some like potential like you know. Uh, blanks that are coming up in the next few game weeks because there there are a lot of them and I definitely you know this guy Ben Krellen on on Twitter who gets a lot of credit very deservedly for he's like he's very good at like sort of organizing like what like when the double game weeks are going to happen when the blanks are going to come yeah he looks uh, at who's still
0: in the yeah. FA Cup and the the Caribou Cup who would have a blank who would have a double game week in which week so the the elephant in the room here uh, is the chips and. Mike do you have you have you followed the herd in terms of playing the chips in the in the latter double game weeks the last few seasons
2: I have but I I would say that you know I I think you know Josh that it it makes sense to do the uh the wild card now because I I always feel like the wild card is like the CPR for FPL right like (laughs) it's like it brings breath back into like It breathes air back into your season, you know, because if you (laughs) feel feel like you're gasping and you're just suffering and it just kind of can revive you. So, you know, if if you're if you're having a joyless, a joyless stretch, it can it can, uh, I don't know, hopefully bring some more joy. uh, I think
1: that's I think that's the last that's the last word in it. Uh, (laughs) I I agree. Uh, Let's take a break. Uh, No, 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 no. That's not
0: not the last word. I think I think the clueless. That's the last word. The the last word is that uh, clueless Irishman needs to be intubated. Apparently, Uh, (laughs) I think you've got to have a measured response here in terms of like you get we only have one more wild card to play. So. Think about the points you stand to gain playing your wild card later versus just taking a minus four and a minus eight. Now, I think it's probably easier to mathematically argue: just take a minus eight; everything will be fine, and you still have your wild card. That's that's where I lean.
1: Well, I I think that's fair. You know, I wild carded last year and uh, pretty early, maybe not quite this early. I think it was closer to game week twenty eight, but and it worked out extremely well for me. It kind of turned my whole season around um and you know i mean part you know one thing to think about too is even if you wildcard now I mean, if you're worried about the double game weeks you know it's game week you know we're going into game week 25 um let's say you wildcard right now right and so you have um you know uh 26 you have what 13 more game weeks to go so you, see you have 13 13 separate transfers that you can still make without taking a single point hit and with 13 transfers that's enough to you know completely remake your starting 11 you know plus two transfers to spare uh, you know, it's very easy for you to, to still prep for those double game weeks. Um, and you know, if, if you haven't played the free headship, that's another, that's, that's actually another game week where you can just completely, you know, play a brand new team. So, um, you know, I don't think that a wild card, you know, sort of shuts you out completely from points later, but it does require you to be a little smarter about, um, uh, about the transfers that you make. <laughs> it makes, it makes it a lot more valuable to save a transfer if you can.
2: Well, one, I think in a weird way, I mean. Like you said, we said, we're we're not we're not sure exactly what clueless Irishman's uh, situation is here, uh, but
1: he's clueless. Mike, he has well, no idea what's going on. Yeah, see, Mike, you don't understand the 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 answer to every question that we get on the podcast is it depends, and we <laughs> and we have to pretend well, right. that we so know what these people look like based
2: on the uh, general feeling of his message, Though that, like, I think the the wild card in a, in a way could be a differential for him for this early stretch of the second half, right? Because you know, I think the the general consensus is, oh, you know, wait on your wild card towards the end. But, if, you know, if most everyone does that, then it kind of leads the template team going to the double game weeks. Right. So if, if he does it now, then he might actually gain some ground potentially, you know.
1: Yeah. If you've got a template team and you're 100 points behind uh, first place, that is a recipe for not having a lot of fun, in my opinion. But um, I don't know. Maybe that's not. I'm, maybe you, not everyone's like me. I don't you know. You
0: put you put an interesting spin on it for me, Josh. And this will be the last word. Is I think that you just <laughs> you you rightfully called me out for being lazy. I'm like, no, I'm just going to hang on to my wild card, so I don't have to make any hard decisions for the next ten weeks. I'll just figure it out uh, heading into the double game week. Um, I'm just trying to avoid uh, making calculated decisions for for week on week going into right. game week like Some 33. More...
1: It's a more high-stress situation, for sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. That was that was a fun two hours. Uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll get into uh, the podcast uh, proper.
0: Same old podcast, always cheating.
1: And we're back. Game Week 25, Brandon. As I mentioned, it's uh, one week away. We've actually decided this. It's moving forward, Brandon, we have kind of a new format for the podcast, and we're going to... Uh, we're going to start talking about these game weeks um, a little further, like a little, little closer to the top of the podcast instead of kind of tacking on the discussion like in the last like three minutes after we've already talked for an hour and a half. We're so, setting
0: the table here for game the, week 25 and then exactly. the rest of the podcast is effectively priming us for
1: for, for eating the food, right? We set the <laughs> table and then we eat the
0: meal. You're all right,
1: so we got we got fixtures next week on uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday. I'm just going to run through them quickly. Swansea play Arsenal, uh, West Ham play Palace, and Huddersfield play Liverpool. Uh, that's all on Tuesday. That West Ham team now has like absolutely nobody on it. Uh, Lensini, Arnautovic, Carroll, everybody's out. It's like I don't know who's going to score.
0: Chicharito is going to swoop in and save the day. All they had to do is get him within three feet of the goal line, and he can score. <laughs>
1: that's right. <laughs> Uh, so those matches are all, uh, kind of lopsided, I would say. I mean, I guess West Ham Palace uh, should be tight, but Arsenal, well, I don't know. I mean, I guess Swansea just, you know, I mean, was, and, and you, it's another home picture. Yeah. Are you thinking about, is anyone tempted by the Swansea D after they, you know, held Liverpool scoreless? Or was that just an example of Liverpool playing a kind of team that was, that was always going to stymie them a little bit of, you know, with the style they played?
0: Yeah, Liverpool has, uh, you know, through the season and through the, the the last few years, kind of struggled in those situations. It is, it is like the most Liverpool thing ever, right? To just have a high-flying win against Man City and then lose like that after dominating an entire game against Swansea. Right. And people predict this about Liverpool, their, their pacey wingers, like, like Salah and Mane, they're looking for space to run in behind. I mean, I understand they're capable of doing other things like that or other things, but,
1: um, I, I don't read too okay, much. So in- here's, here's, here's a question for you. Um, so, you know, we saw Swansea basically execute the, the, the script, you know, this season there's a script, right? When you play a top six team, you um, don't really attack at all. You sort of, you know, hang back, and then you hope to score a goal on a set piece, right? Yep. Um, and, and win the win the match one nothing, We saw that Liverpool don't really have a, a real... A, a true creative midfielder now. I mean, maybe Lallana turns into that player, but, you know, before... until he's healthy enough to, to play all the time, um, they don't have a super creative player. And so is there any concern? Does... I mean, does Salah become a concern to you at all? I mean, is it is he still... Absolutely essential must own. Um, knowing that they're gonna run into a lot of teams now who are gonna try to play this this style.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't and know Mike feel free what do you to what chime
1: into. What yeah. do you
0: think about Liverpool right now after that, after these two fixtures Man City and then that performance against Swansea?
2: Yeah, I I haven't lost any faith in, in Salah. I mean I I think you just have to kind of take a deep breath and not be too reactionary. You know, to in this case, because I mean, if you look at the overall season performance, you know, he's been so consistent that you know, one little blip shouldn't you know shouldn't change your opinion on him. And I mean, and Firmino, you know, for those who maybe have brought him in over the last few weeks, I mean, he hit as we all saw. I mean, he hit the post like I mean, he was you know inch. Not that I need to tell anyone this, but he was inches from scoring.
0: Mike, Mike, I am. I am haunted <laughs> by this mess. I am haunted, deeply right. haunted. So
2: I don't think. No, I don't I think, think anything. The, I think it. I think it just hold tight, and you know, I, I, I think they'll 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 be fine.
0: The way I saw Liverpool against Swansea was it's it's like the big guy in the action movie who busts into a room and just with a machine gun and just fires a machine gun like a, a million bullets at the hero of the film and doesn't hit him. And you, you're watching the action movie, and you're like, "This is this is highly it's like, improbable." It's like the,
1: that Pulp Fiction scene, it's like scene the Stormtroopers, it's like Stormtroopers in Star Wars. They <laughs> yeah. Can't hit anybody.
0: Yeah. So Liverpool did that. They 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 fired a billion shots. They couldn't hit anybody. It <laughs> was the,
1: the obligatory Star Wars reference that we fit in every episode it, somehow. It's
0: it's, it's going to happen. So I love this fixture against Huddersfield. Huddersfield are one of the worst form teams in the league right now. And um, I feel I would feel pretty good with Firmino and Salah going into Huddersfield. Um, it's it's a tricky one in terms of captaincy, because, I mean, if they were playing at Anfield, I'd say we're we're back onto a discussion of putting the armband on Sala, But but yeah, keep the faith.
1: Point is, keep the faith. OK, so you're, you wouldn't consider captaining uh, Salah away to Huddersfield?
0: I mean, yeah, he's he's got to be in the conversation. But I, I, actually, OK, going back to your uh, original question about Swansea, um, am I considering Swansea D? Who I am actually considering from Swansea hard is Jordan Ayu. I thought he looked sure. tremendous. He was probably the best player um, going forward for any he, he has been maybe all season, arguably. For Swans and he's priced, I think, at five point one right now. That's a great move for uh, Dominic Calvert Lewin, and that's he's my biggest transfer target probably of all these Tuesday fixtures.
1: Okay, I like that. Uh, all right, so that's that's Tuesday. Um, uh, Wednesday we've got uh, Chelsea, Bournemouth, uh, Everton, Leicester, Newcastle, Burnley. Southampton, Brighton. Kind of gonna be working during all these matches too, Brandon. It's such a shame. Uh, I, to, I wish I still had some, like a, a device where I could record things. You know, <laughs> I'm just gonna have to like serratifi- serratifi- check my phone at work. I have, t- uh, I have two.
0: I have two meetings in the office a week that I run, and uh, one of them is every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Exactly when <laughs> all these games are kicking off. So I'm screwed. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's why my my relationship with the Champions League is so, like, at arm's length, you know? Like, I think it's cool, but I just can never watch the games. Uh, Man City, West Brom, uh, Spurs, Man United, a very... Mm, tasty. ...very interesting match. Uh, I might have to invent a dentist appointment or something. Uh, And then Stoke, Stoke Watford to close it out, a match I am very uninterested in. (laughs) Uh, um, So... Yeah, I think uh, you know, Chelsea Bournemouth, uh that that match actually has a little bit of intrigue. Uh, just because Conte seems to be like losing his mind very slowly.
0: <laughs> it's it's a um it's an apocalypse now sort of thing where <laughs> Conte is the Marlon Brando, um what's what's his character's
1: name? Somebody will think <laughs> of it. Uh I yeah, I, I think that Bournemouth could score in this match for sure. Um I'm I'm actually uh I thought the Bournemouth West Ham game was sort of interesting. Um, I was watching that game because I somehow had like three players in that game. arrow, you say. Sign of how awful. I know. Jeez. Uh. <laughs> so I mean, one of them was Ar- Ar- Arnatovich, Thank goodness, but uh, you know, I got that big five points from him. Uh, and Masuaku, who just is like a walking yellow. That guy sucks. Okay, I I can't stand Masuaku. Uh, I really. It's like it's actually like really personal with him. Uh, I really do hate him. He, um, I think he's a, he's probably a
0: skilled player he's just not found <laughs> the right position on the right team for Sure
1: he'll be, he'll be when he plays in league 2 next year I'm sure he'll be he'll be wonderful <laughs> Whoa harsh Um yeah I know I went there damn <laughs> Um. So, uh, but I thought Bournemouth really grew into that match and uh, and really looked quite good in the in the second half. Um. And uh, Jordan Ibe has been playing pretty well. I really yeah. like Jordan Ibe as a, as a four point eight million player. Maybe maybe uh you know if you're playing five in the middle, I think he's an interesting option. Uh, possibly even a fourth midfielder if you want to play a little risky and and go a little heavier up front or in the back. Um, although that's a bit of a risk, uh, obviously it's a bit of a risk for game week twenty five. Although Bournemouth's fixtures actually get quite good in, in game week twenty six. Um, Everton Leicester is an interesting match as well. Uh, I think uh, um, I'm kind of curious about you know there's a question here um, that we have from Harry Haslam was asking about um, you know how sustainable we think Mars's output is, um, and Leicester are going through quite a nice sort of fixtures right now, and I, I am curious. You know, I, I I'm curious how they look away. You know, from yeah. away away from um, uh, from home. I think uh, the king you know, power, a, the king power. Thank you. I don't. For some reason, I couldn't think of it. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I think I, that
0: it's fine. I couldn't think of the name of Marlon Brando's character in Apocalypse Now. So we're basically even at this point.
1: It's, it seems like a good time to play Everton. Um, you know, they're integrating so many different players right now. I don't know that they really know what their best eleven is. Uh, Seamus Coleman is now uh, back and playing for the under twenty threes, so a uh, bit of a concern there. For um, New, um, news
0: flash, Seamus Coleman is under twenty three.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Anybody can play for the under twenty threes, you know. It's really um, yeah. But uh, uh, Kenny is the one that I was. Uh, John Joe Kenny is uh, definitely under threat now, as uh, as everyone's favorite four point five million uh, starting starting fullback.
0: Yeah, so I, I, I'm interested to get your thoughts, Mike, on Everton being a fan that you are, but it, they are very vexing as an FPL club because. They've got so many interesting players like Sigurdsson, a longtime FPL darling, Theo Walcott, just coming in. Um, Wayne Rooney, of course, but now we've got this shakeup on the um, up front. We, we saw Nias of all people score a goal, and Calvert Lewin wasn't even in the the squad over the weekend. You, is there if there's one must-own player for everton right now is is there one
2: i mean that's the thing i i don't think there is i mean i have kenny on my my squad and that's really just because he he was he or has been a you know a very good value but i mean as a team and from a fan perspective they just they're so lost like they <laughs> they they don't seem to have a sort of i, I you't there's no sort of cohesion or game plan it it seems that they're they're sticking to when they play, and um you yeah. know it's like the niaasco i mean it seems like just you know pure good fortune that you know he comes on and then you know it it just kind of comes yeah. together so i there's no one I would feel confident uh bringing in um at this point,
0: yeah, and Pickford was a bit of a transfer darling in the last month looking at everton's good run. And Allardyce being so defensively minded, but um, it just doesn't seem worth a goalkeeper transfer for a team in the state that Everton is in, where they are likely to let in a goal. Yeah. And so I'd, I'd say I'd rather I'd rather have somebody like Fabianski or Foster that you might feel stuck with as opposed to going. Yeah, Pickford.
2: I would. I would not be rushing to bring. I mean, as much as I, I think Jordan Pickford is a, a a great keeper, like from a fan perspective, I I. You know, would not be rushing to bring him in in regards to FPL because, um, you know, the Everton defense, like, even though at first it seemed like Alladay's had them kind of, you know, kind of just bunkering down and they were going to get a lot of clean sheets. It seems that they've completely lost all organization. So they're definitely a little leaky.
1: Yeah. And but there's we, just too we, many we, different types of players
0: in that squad right now. Uh, Josh, I think we skipped over the interesting question though here from Harry Has- Haslam about Mahrez. How, how are you feeling about Maraz Just in, incredible output for the last few months. He's now on eight goals and ten, as- ten assists for the season, um, yeah. at an eight point seven price tag. If you're going Maverick in the midfield,
1: he's got to be high up on your list. Definitely, definitely is definitely an option. Um, you know Vardy too. I mean, it was so you know it was so frustrating to 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 really, to really, you know, debate uh, between Vardy, Aguero, and Firmino, who to bring in, and then ultimately bring in, uh, and you know, you can't look at any transfer in a one week vacuum, obviously, but you know, uh, Firmino ultimately, or, or Vardy, excuse me, ultimately, uh, you know, finished on nine points. You know, he had the uh, the, the game winning goal and um, and uh, you know picked up. You know, he earned the penalty and then he and then he converted it. So, yeah, I think I think that Marez is—I mean, you know, how much more evidence do we need, right? I mean, it's—you know, we're looking at about 24 weeks now, and— Yeah, you plus, know, you plus totally a full season of phenomenal output. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it looks more and more like last season might have just been a, a fluke and, you know, understandable. You know, they also they had the Champions League commitments last year, and they're coming down from winning the title. And I know he was he was angling for a move as well, so maybe he's kind of— um, you know, grown up a little bit, or something, or, or learned how to. You know, maybe he, maybe they've given him assurances that he can leave in the summer. I don't know. So, um, two other fixtures I want to talk about here. Um, I was,
2: well, well, I was going to say too. Oh, no, go ahead, uh, Josh. Is you know, we've we've been we've been talking about like differentials, right? I mean, uh, I mean, he's not like he doesn't have a, a super low ownership, but like Marres could be. You know, I, I, in my opinion, someone that you know people could consider if they're looking to kind of go against the grain a bit and, and gain some ground.
0: Yeah, and a player with a high ceiling like Mares, it's it's even at a yeah. 13.7 ownership or 13.4 ownership.
1: Uh, that to me that that is super low. I mean that that to me you know that that's that's very low ownership. Um you know, I don't know what his ownership is in the top, you know, 10,000. I mean, that doesn't really matter for me anymore. I need to know like <laughs> Your ownership isn't the top. Yeah, it's like how much
0: does the one percent make uh, in uh, annual dividends? (laughs) I I don't care because it it makes no difference to me.
1: All right, uh, two two other matches. Uh, Man City, uh, uh, Man City play West Brom. Uh, I don't think we need to talk too much about Aguero. I mean, what, what what can you say except that he really. Um, you know, he kind of um, He did what he does at home against Newcastle um, uh, A perfect hat trick um, So that's, that's always per- kind of Perfect
0: hat trick in that he scored one with each foot And then, a, and then one with nothing With air <laughs> And <laughs> one with <the> air <laughs> So And, and that's, coming, that's coming from Owner of Hashtag, of a hashtag beautiful baby boy um, I'm not mad I'm just saying
1: <laughs> uh, Jordan Elmer said, uh, "Has Sterling gone off the boil a little bit? I mean, you know, he did when he won. He wins the penalty, uh, but it does. He doesn't seem quite as. I don't know. I mean, you know, his returns are still fine, right? I mean, he scored a goal in the in the Watford game two weeks ago and picked up a penalty this week and." You know he's only a few weeks removed from three consecutive double digit fixtures, so uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to overreact too much to Sterling. But I also haven't watched the last two matches. I mean, I haven't been blown away by his performance.
0: He has he has five goals in the last seven fixtures. That is, um, I mean, I I I do see what the point is, but we can talk about Sterling and Mo Salah in the same conversation. I think we touched on this very briefly a couple podcasts ago. There's just no way that Sterling and Sala were going to keep up that same form that they had in November and December. Um, very unlikely. So they may begin reverting to some sort of mean, but you have to keep in mind that the mean is a pretty good mean. And uh, Sterling was rested in the uh, FA Cup match today. He looks nailed on for the uh, for the league coming up in midweek. So I'm I'm pretty stoked to have Sterling going forward.
2: Yeah, I think that's the conservative approach, right? And that's what we were talking about. And I you know, with his you know, he has thirty seven percent ownership, so I mean, yeah, he could be a good candidate if you have him and you, you're looking to maybe go Maverick, as we were talking about, you know, maybe that is the guy you, you transfer out yeah. for uh, you know, Amarez or whoever. But, you know, I, I think if you're feeling pretty good, I don't I don't think it's certainly anybody to worry about. I think like yeah, Brandon was saying, you know, his 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 norm is, is still going to be you know good. I
1: agree. It actually it'd be hard to to get him go to let him go either. I mean, I, I think I bought him at seven point nine, uh, and now he's at uh, eight point nine, and so I would just lose a ton of value as well if I dropped him. You know, just if I were to, to play a wild card this week. I mean, I, I think that Sterling would would still stay in my squad. He's such such incredible value. Um, all right. So uh, the final well, picture, can, can we, I, I do think it's interesting to just briefly talk about Aguero
0: because neither of I own him. And Mike, you do. Uh, just quickly, do we think what do we think about that hat trick going forward? So Aguero has been a hot topic all season. Is he on form? Is he not on form? So based on that performance, it, how close? How close are we getting to must own for Sergio for Broxton?
1: I mean, one big game doesn't make a must own, in my opinion. I mean, you know they they have all these fixtures coming. He just he just played ninety minutes at midweek. Um, you know they've got uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I don't know. I just feel, I feel like he's not like with the Champions League matches coming up, with Jesus coming back in a couple of weeks. Um, I, I don't think he's a must own. I mean. Um, I I yeah. wish I had him in my squad. Um, How short but... is the leash, Mike?
2: Yeah, I mean that's 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 really the question, right? I think if you own him, you just you you know ride it out, right? Mm-hmm. As long as uh, he's kind of the the locked on striker, um, you know, cap, captain him with confidence, in my opinion. But I don't also don't think like I think there's a lot of people out there panicking after last week if they don't have him, thinking they're going to have to you know blow up their team to get him. And I'm not so convinced that that's the right move because. Um, as soon as you know Jesus comes back, like I, I don't, I don't, I think you know Pep's gonna have a rotation again, right? So I, I personally, I own him, and I think I'm gonna have to consider getting rid of him, you know, to an extent um, once I see what the rotation's like when Jesus comes back.
1: Yeah, yep. When there's, yeah, I mean, the Champions League is what makes it really tricky, I think, and that, and yeah. that may ultimately be what makes. It may make sterling less valuable too. Although let's let's cross that bridge uh, in a few weeks uh, when we come to it. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, I think um, I don't know, Brendan. I mean, do you think he's must own? I mean, you, you sort of posed the question, but what do you what do you think? No, I, I'm on board
0: with Mike there. Where I think it's we are we shouldn't panic after that. If we're an, if you're a non-owner, don't panic after that hat trick.
1: I am a little worried about not to not to rehash this again, but I. I, I, I you know, I am a little worried about having just I, I guess I was just so concerned about the lack of a creative player in midfield for Liverpool. It's it's making me wonder if having two Liverpool attacking players is, is ultimately one too many. Um, just in the absence of someone who can kind of create chances for those those guys. I mean, uh I wonder if the you know, the the Man City game ultimately made them look um, you know, safer going forward than they really are. So I don't know. I don't so,
0: know. That that seems like fake news,
2: but <laughs> it's
0: just okay <laughs> well, we <we're laughs> only, yeah
1: because we're only one game removed from that
2: that performance so i think we yeah
1: they were playing a team that was actually trying to beat them i mean how many more games are they going to have this season where where a team is actually going to try to defeat them in a match and not just try to you know you know set up 10 guys in the box and and see if they can score um all right anyway uh spurs man united the final game uh, i think we should talk about a little bit uh we've got a few different questions here um So um, a lot of people uh, Stephen Toomey Asked about Sanchez A lot of people have Questions about Sanchez What do you got? I mean the Sanchez move Has finally happened He's 11.7 million He's extremely expensive But he was also The highest scoring player In FPL last season So Uh, But he's also playing for a manager who is, you know, (laughs) the lowest scoring manager ever. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So what do you guys think about about Sanchez on Man United? Are you excited? Are you um, is it a shrug? What's your what are your thoughts?
0: I'm frankly a little nervous because I'm not excited because to get an 11.7 million player into my team uh, is kind of a disaster situation and I don't want to do it i was i was i was quite content having sanchez exist on the periphery of the f p l this season didn't have to worry about it so yeah i'm 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 concerned because i think it could it could work out but it it is abs. It's the cliche is a wait and see, but there could be so much other upside for Sanchez going to Man United because we have a striker and Romelu Lukaku who has been relatively disappointing the last few months. Maybe his value rises. Pogba is. Uh, we desire to have Paul Pogba in our FPL <laughs> teams. But it's not been easy for United to score recently. So Sanchez getting put into the squad, maybe that doesn't mean that we need Sanchez. Maybe Pogba, Pogba's points per million goes goes way up and he becomes the player to, to get in. Sort of like a Sanchez v. Mesut Ozil situation. Um, so... There are a few. There, we have to see how he fits into the team. I mean, there, we're going to get to another question about Lingard in the Lightning Round, and that's a whole other discussion. But we have no idea how he fits into the team. I'm kind of holding out hope that I still don't have to worry about him, but I, I doubt that's going to be the case.
1: Yeah, uh, Mike, do you have any other any thoughts on that?
2: No, I just, I, I think he's, you know, I think he's actually going to be great, and my 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 opinion is more based on just general sports all around and that like when guys hashtag
0: have a, sports hashtag
2: sports right <laughs> so guys guys when they have a they're unhappy and then they get that change of scenery uh you know the transfer in this case you know the transfer out that they they wanted um you know that that first initial stretch usually they're they're kind of re-energized right so i think he's gonna have you know kind of a chip on his shoulder and a, a point to prove it I, I don't know. I, I just I could see this going very well for him, but you know, as Brandon said, you know he's got a hefty price tag. So unless you're wild carding, um, you know, I, yeah, I, I you know, and you're looking, but like we talked about, if you're looking for a differential, he's only three percent owned, I believe. So um, yeah, so that's a pretty significant you know dice roll.
0: I mean, yeah, yeah, compared to Mahrez at 13, we were saying that's pretty low ownership for Mahrez, 3% <laughs> for the highest that's as insanely Josh pointed out. Low. Yeah, Insanely so low. there it is. He could explode FPL in the coming weeks, and it is terrifying. Yeah.
1: yeah it, Sanchez d- basically
0: I, I, has the nuclear codes at this point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think that if, you, if you're if you looking at an early wild card, I think Sanchez is absolutely one of the players that I would look at. I totally agree with Mike. I think You know, super low ownership. Uh, There's a you know a lot of people who are playing the wild card aren't going to plan aren't playing the wild card until game week. You know, thirty four or thirty five. So you know, there's a chance you could have him for you know maybe not 34 or thirty five, but let's let's say game week thirty three, right? So there's a chance you could have him for you know seven, eight, nine weeks. Uh, before a lot of other top managers have been have been their squad, um, and that kind of opportunity doesn't come along very often. You know, player with his with his ability to to score, and you know, he's just <laughs> that is
0: such a used car salesman line. Listen, this <laughs> yeah. this
1: opportunity
0: to own Alexis Sanchez <laughs> right. doesn't come every day. It's
1: it's true though, and it's just it's also true that like he is exactly the player they need in that team, right? I mean, I think he even yeah. makes Lukaku more valuable, right? Yeah. He makes you know he, he probably he doesn't help uh, your boy Lingard I wouldn't think I, I don't I don't see how Sanchez helps Lingard
0: yeah Tom Campbell asked a question with everyone losing faith in Lingard after consecutive blanks the arrival of Sanchez and the tough games against Spurs can you make the case for keeping the faith in Lingard and yeah it's 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 very it's very crazy making and uh, I think we'll we'll have some suggestions in the lightning round of of who's Of who we need in the queue for Lingard. So talk about short leashes. Jesse Lingard coming off of of, uh, two consecutive blanks, and it looks like he's going to drop in price by the time this podcast goes live. Um, He may have to go. And, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, I can't see all that firepower. Lukaku, Pogba, and Sanchez. Um, Lingard at
1: best becomes, yeah, I don't know. A little superfluous maybe. Yeah. Um I actually yeah, and I, I think um, Anthony Martial actually fits pretty well uh with Sancho. I, I, I think you can he can kinda he can hang out out there, sort of like he can play a little bit the way that uh, um uh Delhi plays uh for for Spurs. For Tottenham you know, Oscar. sort of yeah, exactly. Where he sort of he kind of hangs out, and, and he's just he's like this great release valve, you know. Well, so yeah, well, we'll see about
0: that. Yeah. I mean, we we tried to predict this a little bit last week, and Martial will hang out on the left as right. as Mou puts Rashford out there as well. Lingard feel Lingard feels okay at the moment because he's a more central player. He feels like he's not going to get in the way of anybody. He can basically just be a be a backboard for all these uh, yeah. these guys to to bounce the ball
1: off of. So yeah, so that's kind of the way Sanchez plays though too, because Sanchez like doesn't really have a position. He just you know he's the consummate ball hawk. You know he just runs all over the pitch, yeah, taking the ball with other players. And you know, <laughs> but Lukaku, just, getting getting Lukaku spot. just
2: takes up so much space up front centrally, and I kind of I think I'm on Brandon's side here in terms of like I I wonder about Martial. Because he kind of hangs out towards the left, which is, I think, where Sanchez tends to to occupy space as well. So, I mean, really, honestly, we're all speculating as we know, because it's going to come down to what Mourinho decide, like the lineup he decides to put out there. I mean, he could bench Lingard, he could bench Martial. We, we don't. We've we got to
0: take the power back,
2: Mike. Yeah. We need we <laughs> need to make these decisions. I know. And if I were making these decisions, you know. Uh, the, I, I, think uh, I think Sanchez would be obviously on the wing, and then I do like Martial. Like he's, I, he's actually impressed me more than Lingard, even though Lingard just based on value is the one I own. So, but yeah. I think, and I think to this this uh, this gentleman's question in terms of. Like what to do with Lingard? I mean, it's so tough because
0: never have we been so formal on the podcast.
1: <laughs> because yeah, Tom Tom Campbell is no gentleman. Well, <laughs> like. I haven't I haven't had the to keep it formal. I
2: haven't had the pleasure of meeting Tom yet. So uh,
1: <laughs> no, he's he's a good guy. We're just kidding. Um,
2: but yeah, I just think Lingard's price point, right, is that makes it like you know how do you how do you just bail on that so quickly? Um, you know, it's not like you yeah, can jump just, to a better option that easily, right? Yeah.
0: Just real quick, there there was an article on Fantasy Football Scout today about uh, points per million. So how many points do you get per million spent? And looking at the top 10 midfield midfield performers, Lingard is in that top 10. I mean, we put this in perspective. Pascal Gross and Richarlison are also in that (laughs) top 10. But that's still a conversation that we're having. And Martial isn't anywhere, is not in this chart. Let's just say that. So I think Lingard, until fur- further notice, is still above Martial in the FPL pecking order.
1: All right, here's here's my here's my little like punt of the week, uh, Richarlison, uh, Richarlison as a replacement for uh, Lingard. Uh, rejuvenated Watford finally got rid of their 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 manager who was looking to get away eight weeks into the season and kind of you know basically they like, they let him go and they were like yeah well just you know. When he wanted that Everton job and publicly kind of tried to get it, it just, you know, up upended you know, our season. And so, uh, I, you know, Watford um, has a you know, perfect chance to uh, get their season back on track. I don't Stoke.
0: know if rejuvenated is the way to put that, though. I mean, Richarlson everyone saw his tweet where he tweeted, like, the angry emoji. He seems kind of upset at how things that unfolded. That was about
1: a different thing. That was about the Academy Award nominations, okay? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, the he was sh- like, the Shape Three of Billboards Water is got- overrated. <laughs> he was like, The Shape of Water got way too many nominations. What's going on here? Uh, all right, let's take a break. Uh, we'll get back, and uh, we'll have the lightning round. Excellent.
0: Same old podcast, always shady. Joshua and Mike, it's time to talk about Starting Eleven, the daily fantasy app that has taken the FPL world by storm. But Joshua, it is not FPL. It is daily fantasy. So any day in which there are two or more Premier League fixtures, you can play Starting Eleven. It's available for your iPhone and your Android. You've heard us talk about it uh, before, about the three live in-game substitutions you can make. While the, while the games are being played You get to feel like you're the manager Somebody gets injured In the match and he's in your squad You can just bounce him right out of your starting 11 And bring in a new player And start accumulating those points That's the kind of freedom that I don't get When Christensen has a Knock on the head And gets dragged out at the uh, The 56th minute And starting 11, Christensen's out I'm bringing Victor Moses in And I'm getting a goal, that's what's happening Uh, Also, no budgets for your squads in starting 11, so sky's the limit. Um, And uh, Josh, you actually uh, had a head-to-head in starting 11 this weekend.
1: I did, and it was actually a pretty high-scoring head-to-head. For anybody who plays, uh, or anybody who has played the game before, you know, anything in the... Sorry, I just dropped my phone. Let me put that away. Uh, For anybody who... Uh, who plays? Uh, you know, scoring the two hundreds is is pretty high, and so I, I played Jabron um, uh, uh, Chata over the uh, over the weekend, and I lost two thirty eight point five to two o four point one. Brandon, it was enjoyable though because I had and Captain Sergio Aguero, unlike in my unlike in my real so life team, there
0: was there was something to excite you when those goals were flying in from Serge from Brockton.
1: I have become you know, all season long. We've been saying, you know, if if your season's not going as planned, you know, if you want to take a break from from the you know the thirty eight weeks, you know, in and out of of, of fantasy, uh, you know, do you know, use this app? And it's kind of like it's like resetting everything. Everything everything starts at zero, you know, and you can kind of it's like the end of. Uh, uh, fight Club, you know, it's like you just you just you bomb all those credit card companies okay, and you well. just start over again. This, this, uh, this took a strange this took a strange
0: anti-capitalist <laughs> twist at, right. at, at the end. But I think that's cool. I think starting 11 is
1: you can play for free, Brandon. So there, there you um, go. Yeah, so it's uh I have become the person that I recommended this app to uh throughout the season and uh, I am looking for I'm going to play every every week throughout the rest of the season and uh anytime you guys want to play uh you can challenge us um and uh just you can you can you can message me on my on my personal Twitter or on the um Hail Cheaters uh Twitter account or you can message us on Facebook uh send us an email uh reach out to us uh, on the website whatever uh and we'd love to take you on and um uh, you know, this, 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 you know, my, these, these red arrows, Brendan. it's not going to hold. So be warned if you play your, I'm probably going to beat you and I'm probably going to beat you handily. So, uh, <laughs> just, just be ready for that. You know, if, if, like if you don't want sad sack, Josh Landon, it's not going to last much longer.
0: You're going to take your anger out on starting 11. Well, if you don't want to get <laughs> exactly. beaten, feel free to just challenge me directly Brandon. and, 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 right, exactly. and I'll, still, I'll happily lose you. still have
1: won a game, have you?
0: <laughs> yeah not all season i want a few i want a few Stephen to me i know you're listening all right so for more information just visit starting 11.io that's starting 11.io um, and download the app for your ios or android
1: phone today Section two, the lightning round, Ian Davis starts us off. He says, lots of people looking at mid-value mids. Uh, who would you recommend? He suggests uh, Shakiri, Welcott, uh, Lingard, Still. Uh, so who are some, some mid-value mids that you guys are looking at? It, seems like, it feels like that's a big source of conversation right now.
0: Yeah. Um, I, y- maybe you can talk me out of this, Josh, but uh, Chupa Motang at Stoke. Stoke just had this... Eric Maxime? Yeah, Eric Maxime, Chupo moting Stoke, Stoke, uh, Paul Lambert is in, just absolutely flying after a 2-0 victory. Their fixtures look awesome. Watford, Bournemouth, Brighton coming up, Leicester, Southampton, then they hit Man City in uh, game week 30. But, I mean, it's, it's just one fixture under Lambert, remains to be seen, but... Chupo is a nailed-on starter. He's a pretty, you know, sophisticated attacking player, all things considered. I mean, you can compare him to chicken farmer Joe Allen. I know who scored the goal, but um, <laughs> Chupo... Chicken <laughs> farmer Joe
1: Allen? He's a Where's chicken farmer.
0: You, you see that uh, picture that made the rounds last season of him on, like, chicken quarterly?
1: No, that's a true that's a true that.
0: story. <laughs> Look it up. Um, just just Google Joe Allen chickens and, and you'll you'll be delighted. But, yeah, um, I mean, we've talked a bit. Of, people talk about Shakiri as well. He's not much more. He's six point oh versus five point four. But Chupo save the cash, man. Other mid price options that I'll just throw out real real quick. All Brighton. Uh, on Lester, he was a rotation risk, but under Puel, it seems like he's he's earned Puel's trust. He's and he's nailed on. And Lester are high flying as we were talking about earlier. And lastly, I don't know if this qualifies as mid price because he's he's a cheapo, but who, he's who I'm looking at to cover uh, the Loftus cheek injury is Milivojevic. On penalties, he's approaching the highest scoring uh, Crystal Palace mid position, four point seven million.
1: Yeah, um, and I mean, what about you? Know, we didn't talk about um, uh, Arsenal's uh, newest signing yet. I mean, is uh, you know, is there any interest in Mikatarian? I mean, what do you think? I was shocked. So prepping for the podcast, yeah, this is crazy. We haven't talked about Mickey yet in
0: this pod, but uh, just looking at his price tag to compare in the Sanchez deal. He's dropped all the way down to seven point six million. Uh, that is an exceptional price tag for a creative midfielder that could be, you know, playing week in week out for Arsenal. Um, we haven't. I, I just feel like we haven't seen him in full flight yet this season, <clears throat> so I have to hold judgment on that. But I am intrigued.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, the, you know, it's it's really you can't, you know. I, it's, it's just it's hard to say because, I mean, he, you know, he was he was so restricted in system and clearly just wasn't the right fit there. Uh, but then, you know, you look at, you know, what he did, you know, his last season in, you know, at, at Dortmund, for example. And, you know, he was phenomenal. You know, he was, uh, you know, the goal scoring machine. So it's, you know, um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's just, you know, it's hard to it's hard to know uh, whether that's whether he still has it in him, whether he just needs to be an assistant that's a little more free, and that's yeah. going to open him up a little bit. I, yeah, I was trying to look. Yeah, he, so he had 11 goals and 20 assists in the Bundesliga, his final season. You're
0: talking about Mikatari, uh, and
1: that's Mikatari, and that's it's only two. You know, it's only two two seasons back, so it's uh, you know not that far in the past.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then get throw Obi Obama- in there, his former Dortmund colleague, and right. uh, there you go, recipe for success.
1: All right, uh, next question. Uh, Adam P. says, uh, when, <laughs> that was not a lightning round response at all. Was That was like five well, That minutes. was
0: a vintage always cheating lightning <laughs> round response. 30 <laughs> seconds or less, 100%. Yeah. Correct. No waffling of any kind.
1: All right, and so uh, next one, uh, we, you, everyone, Mike, all three of us, we're going to have to pick one of these four, okay? So Adam P. says, when making a transfer, what do you put the most stock in? Form? fixtures stats or the eye test
0: uh i'll jump in and say form i'll say form
2: okay I, i would go with form as well
1: well just to be different i'll say fixtures uh i do think that fixtures uh fixtures can resurrect form um i think that i think that it's like one of those things that used to be more true or it feels like it used to be more true uh than it is these days it does seem like players are a little more impervious to to fixtures than they used to be but I feel like when I first started playing fantasy, it was like fixtures above all. Uh, You know, it was by far the most important thing. So, um, I yeah, if would you guys say that fixtures would be second for you? Uh, I mean, I guess you know, stats is a pretty broad. Can I answer
0: this as in like a high school AP calculus teacher? Uh, (laughs) Sure, it's it's all of them. It's form, fixtures, stats, and eye tests. So. I mean, if if you want to be a fantastic FPL manager, you have to do all of these things. You have to watch the games to apply the eye test. You have to research the stats. You have to get yourself, uh, you know, it, into a site that has has Optus stats or something uh, uh, relevant, and pay attention to the fixtures and how how is their form. And the stats and the form are basically the same
1: thing, are they not? sure um, and I, yeah well I mean I guess that could be like XG you know things like that I mean yeah. which, which you wouldn't really necessarily find in in the in the form um, you know I test I actually think I, I feel like I test is more important when it comes to taking out a player than it is and bringing in a player like I don't know if I trust the eye test to bring in somebody but you know watching someone like Masawaku it's so it's so clear that he's not a valuable player in fpl i mean i'm sure that he i think he does things that are valuable for that team but um he just he really fails the eye test you know and so it's it's very easy for me to 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 just know that i'm going to be taking him out of my squad because I, I don't really care about his 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 form or the upcoming fixtures I, I know that he's not a he's not a player that i want in my team
0: where do you well, stand I, on the eye test mike pro well i
2: was gonna say on the on the other side of that well you know i'm very pro eye test but i would say on the other side of that i think from, you know, I, I test maybe to bring somebody out, but I think stats for bring somebody in, right? Because th- right. that that allows you to kind of maybe get ahead of the curve, like in terms yes. of yeah, you know, point. yeah, you're not you're not following the crowd, which <laughs> probably too often I'm finding myself being a little late to the game on certain players. But uh, yeah, I think that's the way you know if you're trying to if you're specifically trying to bring somebody in, uh, you know, stats is a great great thing to pay attention to.
0: Here's a stat for you. In game week 24, chances created, top of the charts, Moussa Sissoko for Spurs, tied with Sissoko, Kevin De Bruyne. What do you think about that?
1: Si- wow.
2: Silence. Wow.
1: <laughs> silence. <laughs> Deafening silence. Well,
2: I, I, I'm not going to bring in Sissoko based on that
1: stuff. There <laughs> you go. There's a, that, that, that's Talk just, about someone who always fails the eye test. Yeah, no,
0: for sure. He tried hard. He tried hard. Uh, All right.
1: Danny Bean, by the way, Danny Bean. uh, So quick Danny Bean side note. Um, I don't know if I can reveal this or not, so I, I guess I shouldn't reveal all the details here. But Danny Bean had an incredible gambling moment uh, <laughs> that 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 we got to all watch in real time on the Slack yesterday, uh, and it involved a six hundred to one punt. And I'll just I'll leave it at that. You have to become uh, that, a that Patreon.
0: You have to become a Patreon subscriber to find out what <laughs> right, Danny that's a little did. Tease.
1: Boy, yeah, let patreon. me tell you, slash always cheating and pledge of the three dollar level. Or above to to learn more. (laughs) Um, All right. Danny Bean says uh, thoughts are on the free headship. I assume most will save it for a week when a few teams uh, blank. Uh, But I have four yellow flags, um, including Lanzini and Christensen. um, Although I don't think Christensen's flagged any longer. Um, And some pretty poor fixtures for um, for many others, including Foster away at Man City. Uh, Would it be crazy to use it this week uh, to pile on the big clubs, uh, many of whom have such good fixtures? yeah Uh, what do you guys think
0: i don't know where 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 do you fall on the free hit i feel like the jury is still out uh mike because people have been sort of playing the free hit in many different circumstances through the season they've just been playing it on a lark they played it during the double recent double game week i don't think we have empirical evidence yet
2: yeah i was gonna say like who am i to say you're crazy right because (laughs) i mean i certainly haven't played it yet and uh you know, I, I I can't say this is a bad. I'm not going to say with any certainty this is a bad way to do it. I think the only, based on what you said, the only thing I can say is, is that when you have a bunch of yellow flags, I mean, are any of those borderline red flags, right? In, in that, like, yeah. if, you, if you if you play it this week, are you really just left with the same issues next week? Um, right. Right. So, yes, that's a good so, point. So you know, I, I think in general, I, I do lean towards more maybe the you know the blanks um, is when I think I, if I'm thinking in the future when i will probably try to hopefully save it for um but you know i can't say this is a bad way to do it because you know we're all trying to figure it out still.
0: i do think you make a really compelling point there mike because a lot of people um are talking about the free hit chip in one in the frame of one week so yeah you can't say it's better served during a blank game week because if i play it Say, say if Danny plays it this week and he ends up outscoring his what the team he would have had by 20 points. Maybe we say that's a success. Maybe if he plays it during the blank game week, he's he's up instead 15 points. So there's no argument to play at one work, one week versus the next. But I think the point you make is exactly right, that we have to think about it also in this in multiple weeks are you left with the same problems after the free hit
2: mm-hmm. yeah cuz check those check those injury reports right because from from our friend ben because uh, i yeah i just would hate for someone to play it and then they're just left with the same same position for but now also like you said though it could be a great it could be a great move for him if he plays this week has a great week and then you know let's say a half of those half of those flags those guys are healthy next week and then he can only with one or two transfers, he can, you know, have a have a fine squad going to next week. Right. So it, it really yep. just depends on those injuries.
0: Just just a calculated risk, like everything we do in this <laughs> stupid game. Yeah,
1: I think the, I think the short answer is that I, I would I wouldn't I wouldn't use it, though. Um, yeah. Uh, this this early, if, if, if at all possible. Um, all right. Uh, final question. Um from uh, Sedant, he says uh, would you consider bringing in any uh any Stoke players uh, with a generous fixture run coming up uh if yes then whom uh Brandon, you've already talked about Eric Maxime Chopamotin uh is there a- anyone else you'd consider
0: you're not you're not bringing in a defender from Stoke yeah
1: um i mean i, I guess juve uh you know possibly you know he's only 5.4 million uh you know scored a goal this week um, you know, maybe he's he has played a lot better this season, certainly than last year. Um, they've got a nice run of fixtures, so maybe you know if if IU on Swansea just doesn't appeal to you at all, but you're trying to solve that that um, that third forward dilemma, maybe um that's a real punty option. You know, he already has five goals and two assists in the season, so you know it certainly hasn't been a uh, you know terrible season for for. Uh, for Juve.
0: in quotes, I guess Juve. That will go down in the pantheon of greatest, <laughs> greatest player recommendations. And I was yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, and Crouch, you know, Crouch went right back to the bench uh, once Lambert took over. So um, I don't know they're going to be seen. Uh, P- I, Peter Crouch to me is not an option on this team as a as a starter. You mean Chelsea player Peter Crouch? Chelsea starting striker Peter Crouch, uh, not a great option.
0: Is anybody buying into what? What rumor are we actually buying into this Jacko thing for Chelsea? Is that happening?
1: It's possible. Uh, I mean, does he want to go become a backup? I mean, isn't he? He's starting right now, isn't he? Yeah. Or so, well, I mean, yeah,
2: yeah. what about Andy Carroll? Well, well,
0: that,
1: he's just. I think he's injured again. So now, it, now yeah, it looks poor like Andy's he head fell time.
0: off again. So. <laughs> yeah,
2: well. I just, I just always assume he's injured, so I just, you know, it is. Yeah, yeah.
1: All right, well, that's, that's the podcast. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, Mike, you thank Mike, Mike, you. Uh, Mike, uh, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Uh, Much appreciated. Uh, I, you know, I really thought you, uh, you know, you acquitted yourself well on the podcast.
0: Mike, what was your secret winning in the Survivor League? How did you do it?
2: Uh, I wish I, I wish I had some sort of uh, wisdom to impart on everyone, but I, I, Honestly, I, I tried to – I just took each week and uh, looked at what I thought was pretty much a lock. And, uh, you know, because I think it changed a little bit this year with the no, t- no draws, right? So mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, I, I try and I tried to look – I always looked like three to four weeks ahead. You know, so if I, I, it, it takes a little more work, but, um, you know, I wouldn't pick – if I, if I wanna, really wanted to pick, let's say, Arsenal two weeks ahead, and it was between Arsenal and uh you know Burnley or something in, in the current week, I would just go with Burnley, even though it may not be as logical
1: Yeah. The um yeah, the Football Survivor, I it's it's unfortunate that they changed it this year so that uh a a draw did not count as um surviving, which I which I think it should. And um I, I hope they fix that next year or I hope like another site comes along uh that does because um I also like at replied them a bunch on Twitter and they ignored us. So um, we'll happily go to another site next year if one comes along. Wow. Maybe maybe, maybe, maybe someone with, with a better by. with better social media. Uh, let's we'll, uh, let's witness yeah. the power of the always <laughs> cheating podcast. That's now. right. That's right. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Mike, thanks again for coming on. Uh, Brandon, any final thoughts?
0: Uh, Captain KDB in game week twenty five. Let's make it happen, Ooh. everybody.
1: I like it. All right, and let me know on social media uh, very soon because if I do it, I'm going to do it in the next 24 hours or so. Uh, should I wild card or should I I hold steady? I know uh, not everyone has access to my to my squad, but just just assume that I have a truly terrible squad. Okay? Yeah, no, I'm just, actually, that if that. you go
0: to alwayscheating.com, there's a link on the about page to go uh, find. Don't
1: look. <laughs> <laughs> it'll make me feel bad just let me alone people it's like when people found
0: out where, where uh, to reference an author you mentioned earlier when they found out where stephen king lived he had to move i think
1: that's right that's right uh it's just like that so um all right well let's uh uh let's wish everybody the best of luck and uh enjoy you know a weekend without fantasy get out there with your with your family and uh and go to the zoo or something yeah it's,
0: it's a good zoo weekend all right uh All right, Mike, thanks again. Hail Poku.
2: All right, thanks, guys.
1: Yep, hail cheaters.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality.